You're on ABC Radio Sydney around the state. Jimmy Thompson writes Flat Chat for The Domain, flat-chat.com.au if you're looking for it online. Mr Thompson, how are you today? I'm very well, James. How are you? Good, good. Look, I uh, I, I want to pick – there's been a lot of talk about the Airbnb thing already today, yeah. so I thought we'd move on from that to a couple of other mm. issues. And the, the, one, the one that struck me is because I think I'm starting to get – I'm possibly starting to get a little bit obsessed about this. Size of cars ah. is starting to do my head in. <laughs> You know, I thought your average Range Rover or Pajero was big enough, but they've mm. got bigger. Mm. And I came down a street this morning and it was a Ute-type vehicle mm. jacked up on tyres that were wider. The, the Ute-type thing was big enough already. I'm not even quite sure what yep. model it was. Maybe it was yeah. like a Hilux. But big, fat, yeah. and it had big, fat tyres, uh. which actually meant the street was impassable. Right. You could not get two cars. It couldn't stop anywhere. Right. For us to, to get, you know, looking at this vehicle, and this is a plumber. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> mate, you used to be fine with a Falcon Ute. Like, yep. what, what has happened that you need this massive kind of, you know, bigger than a Hummer type mm. vehicle to mm. go down the street? Now, this then affects us in the world of Strata in the car park. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the Hummer actually fits neatly. The new Hummer fits neatly into a car park The space. Hummer is actually much smaller, smaller than, than half of these the giant idiot things plumber. that, um, you know, that uh, the, 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 the big the big <laughs> Japanese Utes, the big big Ford Utes, and a lot of the big sort of four-wheel drives there are enormous. Oh, they, there's a there's a Land Cruiser uh, Sahara or something like that that's wider than It's as big as the Sahara. House. That's why they called it the Sahara. <laughs> All you have to do is go in one door and get out the other that's and right. you cross You've the crossed desert. You've the Sahara. Yeah. So what does this mean for car parks? Well, it's look, there's a standard size of car park, um, and it was based on the width of a 1979 Ford Falcon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they assessed it on? Is yeah, 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 that's what it was based on. So there's on. room for the doors, you could open it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. based on the fact that 85% of cars at that time were narrower than a Ford Falcon. Right. So they saw that we'll make this space so that at least 85% of cars can yeah. get in there. Yeah. And they based the length, I think, on a Ford Transit. Right. Okay. okay. So yeah. that's 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 yeah. what they decided. Now yeah. that's 98% of right. cars. Were so that within. was a, a Transit being a, a longish van. Yeah. So you had a bit of room. So yeah. you had a bit of room up the front, a yeah. bit of room on the doors yeah. for most cars. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a Toyota in those days, you would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Now... The Ford Ranger mm. is about three centimetres longer than the standard car park length. Right. So if you've got a Ford Ranger and you're living in an apartment block, any minute now, right as we speak, your secretary is sending you a letter to say we're going to fine you for parking over common property. Oh, so in fact, if you park out of your car park oh, or, you're your, common or your property. vehicle bulges out, if you parked a trailer there or a caravan or something that was yep. too long in on common property. Yes. Oh. yes. And then if they're wide and you're parking next to other cars, if yes. it's that sort of thing, you haven't got individual walled-off car spaces, yes. you're now starting to... Really upset your neighbours. Yeah. Who, yeah. And you might find... A series of little dings along the side of right. your vehicle, just where their door happens to open. Yes, which they will deny having anything to do Nothing with. Nothing to do possibly. with us. It, you, I don't know how must they have, have been it. in the shopping centre. Must they'd have been, say. been at work. Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because then, do you need to repaint the car park in somehow? You have to reallocate size, which means you'll probably lose car parks. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, actually, I've, I've, I. 
I'm usually happy to speculate mm. <laughs> wildly mm. about these things, but I th think at some point somebody is going to say, look, we, our car park spaces are designed to the standard, the right. Australian-New Zealand standard. That will accommodates a certain width of vehicle. Mm. And if your vehicle is wider than that, go and park it somewhere else. In new buildings, do you know, are they making them bigger than the, than the standard? No. So I, do, no, I don't. I, I don't know for you sure. With great confidence. <laughs> but, well, you see, if you're in if you're in one of the nice posh buildings mm. where they've got tons of room to sell you at exorbitant fees, mm. then you probably will have a wider car space. Right. But if you're in a building that's been designed to get the maximum number of car spaces in the minimum amount of space, because they can sell that space for some other purpose, mm. then you will find that you are exactly on that two point. Four, I think, Whatever meters wide. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are keen campaigners here at Afternoons for uh, in the supermarket car parks and public car parks yes. to have big car spaces. So you go all the way down to the bottom, and yes. there, there's bigger car spaces, and you can be you know fined for parking in the in the smaller car spaces because the problem is you get the big car in and, there. and my car and something I can't get out or something yeah. I'm jammed in or this yeah. is this is all very difficult. I went to the theatre a couple of years ago and pulled into the only empty parking space and noticed that the large four-wheel drive parked next to me still had his tires at 45 degrees and I thought should I put a note in his windscreen and say could you his her windscreen could you straighten up before you pull out? And I thought, oh, that is so controlling. Because they'll bang into you. Because they'll bang into me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they yeah, took yeah. the whole side of the car out yeah. and then drove away. Well, look at giant vehicles again. They did. Yeah. Oh, they did. They did it. All oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> there was a point to that story, James. Sorry, I got I wasn't distracted just by where, where I was going and then you you, you buried the lead. I'm sure God, you buried yeah, the did, lead. I did. <laughs> <laughs> they took the side of the vehicle out. Yeah. And so instead of writing the note, you should have taken their number. I should have. What my control freak instincts told me to right. do was write a note saying, uh, yes. please straighten up, by the way, I have That's your right. number. Yes. Damn. Yeah. We'll do big vehicles. We're interested in the Strata area. We'll look at them at another point as well because they do seem to have got bigger. The Dodge Ram. Have you seen yes. someone's text? The, the Dodge Ram is like, it's like a Panzer tank. Right. You know, I don't know what's going on. Are you allowed to drive a Panzer tank? Yeah, they're yeah. right. One three hundred. <laughs> they're smaller. They're smaller than the Dodge Ram. <laughs> and they have their own armament. One three hundred triple two seven zero two. If you've got questions for Jimmy Thompson, we're talking about the joys or otherwise of living in Strata. You might have something you want to celebrate about your Strata. We would love to hear those yeah. stories as well. Jennifer, I wish mine was a celebration, um, James. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that it is. It relates to annual fire safety reports. I'm, I've bought in recently into a small self-managed block, yeah. and it was built in the 70s, I believe. So it was before the fire safety requirements actually came in. Yeah. Um, and there's a trigger to actually introduce the fire safety requirements, I think, as, as in any renovation within the building that's carried out. Yes. That officially has not happened, so it hasn't actually um, been done. But I'm now looking at the insurance for our building and wondering um, if if our insurance policy is actually covering us. Um, right. Um, probably yes would be the answer. But, I mean, the trigger for these things, can I just say that um, usually there's a reason for these things, like people not getting trapped in a building in a fire. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good reason. Mm. So I, I would recommend... 
It may be. Look, you can only all, every insurance policy is slightly different, so you can only look at yours and see what it says. And if it says that your fire safety has to be up to current standards or whatever, then that would obviously apply. If it doesn't say anything, then presumably it doesn't. But really, you know, we're getting to the stage now with a lot of these older buildings that people should be saying there's no point in hiding anymore. We buildings do catch fire and people mm. do get trapped and mm. that would be the long term i'd be starting to put some money aside to to upgrade your fire safety mm. in a in a broader sense given the kind of compliance uh in various areas you were right about window locks for example yep. or in other sorts of things if you haven't done it then some of your insurance you might have some insurance problems well, right? yeah, again it depends on the policy but if you've been told that you need it and you haven't done it, then there's an, an element of liability yeah. there, you know, yeah. just as as members of the community. I mean, if somebody has said to you, you really need to upgrade your fire safety, and then there's a fire, oh. then, well, you ignored sound advice, so yeah, you yeah. become liable to yeah, some yeah. extent. Uh, Jennifer, that help you out? Yes, it does. We haven't been uh, advised to do anything. It's just, you know, I'd like to make sure that we are actually... Uh, compliant mm. uh, with our insurance policy. That, well, I suppose you know, it's a matter of having a read of that and then also checking with the insurance company, you know. Like, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they come out and do a reassessment or something like that or whether you'd want that. But <laughs> the, the, the other side of this is that, you you know, you might want to, somebody might want to do work in the building that requires some sort of DA. And rather than just a simple question of, you know, can I, you know, extend, can I put a window in that wall? It suddenly becomes, can I put a window in that wall and persuade everyone in the building that they have to upgrade their fire ordinances? Right. And right. it becomes a much bigger issue than it should. Yeah. Jennifer, thanks for the question and uh, good luck with dealing with that. one three hundred triple two seven zero two is our number. Beverly. Hi. What's on tonight? Uh, yes, we've got our annual general meeting tonight, so this Excellent. is just perfect to ask my question. Perfect, right. So describe, happen- describe the building first, like how many and, and what's... Uh, 17, 17 townhouses. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Two-storey townhouses, yes, okay. so not right. a huge complex. Yeah. Um, what I'm concerned about is people, nobody has shown any interest in taking any of the positions. Um, what happens if, A, they don't offer and can't be persuaded what is the situation then Ooh, right um do you have a strata manager yes okay they they do it that's it yeah well they'll they'll be there chairing the meeting so you'll probably find that your agreement with the strata manager includes a clause that says that they can take over running any or all of the positions of the office bearers Okay. Right, mm-hmm. so they can be the chair, they can be the secretary, they can be the treasurer. You probably have to pay them a little bit more, which mm-hmm. is a good way of finding out how much people really don't want to get involved if you say, right. by the way, <laughs> this yes. is going to cost you a few extra bucks every week. Okay. But the, strata, the whole way that strata management is set up is so that if there genuinely isn't anybody who's interested or capable, mm-hmm. that they are able to just to step in and take over those roles. But I think... I think it has to be part of the agreement that you sign with them, but that's a standard so, agreement. So, so could they? Oh, so that's in a standard agreement. Yeah. Could they say, "Well, actually, sorry, we're not interested. Uh, you know, we don't have the capacity to do that, or we don't take that on, and so you're going to have to go and find someone." Yeah. In which case, you say, "Well, while we're doing that, we'll go and find another strata manager." Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Beverly, you say. So, do you hold one of these positions? I do. I do. Yes. And and but, so you've been seeking others, and there doesn't seem to be any interest. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, there's no interest. Is anyone coming tonight? Yeah, they will. And and look, I, you know, have some hope that they will offer, 
but um, previous people have set an extremely high standard and I think it's putting other people off. Right. All right. Well, that's good, though, if you've had a a well-run building and a well-run complex. That's good. Are there any immediate problems? Is there any stuff that needs to be? No, No, that's your problem. You need some problems. (laughs) Create some. Create a. Start a rumor that something hideous is going to happen to the scheme, and suddenly you'll have people putting their hands up left, right, and center. Well, take our last caller. You know, there's about to be a fire safety upgrade. Insurance premiums about to double. You know, and see how that goes. And they're going to ban parking large vehicles. Going to ban parking large (laughs) vehicles, and um, they're getting rid of the internet. Yeah, so. <laughs> or putting it in. <laughs> Beverly, good luck with that. Uh, thanks so much. One three hundred triple two seven zero two is a number. I mean, it comes up a lot, doesn't it? You know, like I guess, I guess it's hard, Jimmy, to get people interested into this because it is boring. You know, would you like to run the accounts for seventeen townhouses and deal with all yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, it's something we, we've said in the past many times. If you are the kind of person that you really need to be on committees, then the chances are that you're too busy making the money to pay for the mortgage that put mm. you in the building in the first place yes. to want to come home at seven o'clock at night and have a bunch of emails from everybody in the building mm. complaining about something that you either don't know or don't care about. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's it's a very, it's a voluntary thing. You know, mm. the, the, um, the, the minister said in Parliament the other day that the... Uh, one of the things the government doesn't want to do is increase the burden on owners' corporations because mm. they're starting to realise there's a lot of volunteers out there and getting no th- not, not only are they not getting any thanks and they're not getting any paid, they're probably getting a heap of abuse. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's also then there's a vulnerability, like get something slightly wrong, you know. The insurance might be another issue. You know? uh, you basically, the, the law thankfully says if you do something in good faith um, and you stuff up... Mm. That's too bad. You know, you're not going to be. Right. It's not a criminal right. offence, yeah, yeah. and you're not going to be personally liable. Yeah, yeah. It's different though that if you want to do something stupid and somebody says, "Oh, that's really stupid. Don't do it," mm. and then you still do it, right. then you're liable. Then you're liable. Yeah. What about? Would you have any idea how many places opt for the strata manager to run the building rather than have an owners' corporation? The last time I checked, half of the build, half of the strata schemes in New South Wales don't have strata managers. Right, uh, and yeah. I would say probably, and this is a wild guess, about half of those that do would just say to the strata manager, "Just go, you, you just you do just it, and do let it. us know." Because at the end of the day, if the strata manager makes decisions that the committee doesn't like, then the committee can say, "Nah, nah yeah, yeah, don't do that, do this." Right, right, yeah, yeah. and there's no, you have no sense of whether it's better or worse either way. Like depends on the strata manager, depends on the strata and manager. the committee. <laughs> <laughs> One three hundred triple two seven zero two. If you'd like to join us here on Flat Chat with Jimmy Thompson this afternoon, uh, hello there, uh, Bruce. Hello, James. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Hello. Um, look, my question relates to um, strata managers. Uh, about three years ago, we bought some remote control units for the common garage door, and uh, the strata manager hung on to those. Now we had a change of strata manager uh, within their organisation, and the next strata manager did not know anything about these remote control garage door operators. So she went and bought about another eight. So we now have 14. However, nobody can find them. And I've been chasing this for about two years now to find out what happened to them. I don't have them. No, no, I know that. (laughs) I'm not going to go and look for them. (laughs) No, so I'm wondering what the next step is. Um, Do do I I go to the general manager of their organisation or can I go to another organisation to um, seek help? 
Uh, look, I mean, so you're now saying that you've got 14 remote controls and you can't find any of them. That's right. How are people getting in and out? Well, they've already got them, but this was a stockpile for when people uh, moved or that sort of thing. Right, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So basically now, what you're saying is somebody needs to pay to, to, to get these replaced. Exactly, and it, and it shouldn't be the strata. Well, I don't believe it should be our strata. No. Right. So, I mean, you're probably looking at, what, about 50 bucks each for one of these oh, things? About, about 100 bucks. yeah. All right, so well, it's, right, worth, okay. it's worth kicking right, up right. a fuss. It is. I would be, in the first instance, right to the head of the company, not to the strata manager, but to the, the CEO. Yes. And uh, secondly, after that, I would be writing to SCA, the Strata Community Australia, who are the strata manager's governing body, and say, look, can you call this person and give them a shake? Because mm. they've got our remote controls and we want them back. Yep. All the best with that one, uh, Bruce. Thanks for calling us this afternoon. Hello, Nerida. Hi, James. How are you going? Good. Thanks for calling Flat Chat. What's the issue? Question, um, an older block of um, a large group of apartments built in the 1980s, um, lift access to both the towers, that's fine. However, if you wanted to access the street in a wheelchair, there is actually no access. You have to go out the driveway, which goes onto a freeway, or you have to come in the driveway, which is via a freeway. Um, the strata are saying that they've looked into it and have said that it's too expensive to give disability access. Um, what they started to do was they tried to find me and take me to mediation because I was parking in the visitor parking to get my daughter in and out of the car because the spaces, you know, allocated to us on our um, allotment are too skinny to get um, a wheelchair in and out of the car. Right. Um, so it was more around the question about um, it's an off-style block. Are there, is there any legislation that forces them to provide street access apart from via a car for people with disabilities? But obviously it also impacts those parents with prams and things like that. And mm. the only access is via the driveway, which is straight out onto a very busy freeway. So right. presumably the main entrance is steps. Is that, is that what you're saying? The main entrance is the steps. You can't even get to the post boxes. Um, right. There's steps. How, how there's, many steps are there? Um, at one entryway, there's five steps, then two steps. Right. And another entryway, there's about, there's one block of um, eight steps and then another block of seven steps. Right. Well, it sounds like at least in one of these areas, it's not an insurmountable problem, which is the first key thing. This actually comes under discrimination laws, that if you're being discriminated against because of your disability or, or the disability of someone in your family, then then you can start pursuing the committee that way. The easiest solution to this immediately would be for you to go to the committee and say, how about I give up my parking space and swap it for a visitor parking space, there you, there's no loss for anyone, and mm. I, my child has, has access, I can get in and out. And that would be the sensible solution. Now, it may be that your parking space is somewhere that's not... I can see not, a location, might Yeah, it might be there, a yeah. location, but yeah, they yeah. should be able to shuffle things around. Yeah. But are you saying, Nerida, that are you parking in the visitors, then, and your, your daughter gets out of the car, gets a lift, and then you go and repark, and you're getting fined? Um, yes, that's what I have to do because... Um, but you shouldn't be owners, being fined just because you're pulling no, up in the no. visitors. No, well, park. owners and tenants are not allowed to park in the visitor parking for any more than half an hour at a period of time. But that's, I mean, you're, you're only stopping, dropping and then reparking, right? Yes. 
Yeah, but then I have to um, get the car out and put it into the visitor's parking spot and then bring her down from upstairs. So she's upstairs on her own so that I can just put her into the car. So it's quite, it's not, you know, it's not very... So they're being unreasonable about those actions. Yeah. They're fining you for that. Yeah. They tried, they tried, and I said, that's just ridiculous. Um, And we, and there's another, uh, incidentally, there's another family on our same level um, in the apartment block that also has a child in a wheelchair that was also having the same issues, but it seems to have been rectified. We've since moved out because it's just not a practical um, position for us, but... Um, the problem is that I still own the apartment. I'm still very passionate about uh, yeah. the yep. fact that, yep. you know, there's not access for not just people in wheelchairs, but as I said, people with cramps, they have to push their children yep. out a driveway where the yep. cars go. Yep. Nerida, I'm going to put you on hold because we might get you a number and uh, I think there's some follow-up ability in, uh, in, in this one. Uh, Jimmy, you, you were asking about the number of stairs. Is there like a minimum Well, I'm just thinking practically, number of stairs? In, I'm pra- thinking practically in terms of building a half ramp, right. uh, you know, where somebody could actually... You, you could put a ramp there so that a wheelchair could reasonably go down. Obviously, there's mm. a limit to the number of steps that you want people, you know, going down a slope mm. on. But uh, um, it seems to me, but, you know, the other thing is just the common sense thing of this car park, car, car parking space doesn't work, this one does, why don't we just swap them around? Yeah, yeah. And, and there is a, and under the new laws, it's very, it's much more easy to go to the tribunal and say, look, I've asked for this. Mm. They've either said no or they haven't even discussed it. Mm. And you can ask for orders for to tell the owner's corporation to do something mm. to resolve the situation. But as you say, I mean, discrimination areas yeah. should, should work there or at least get some, some attention. And yes. I mean, somebody being fine because you're, you know, you're sitting there oh, for ridiculous. 20 minutes or whatever it might be, like, come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Somebody who hasn't got enough things to do in their life. I would. I, I think we might be going back to the kind of people who end up on the committee <laughs> yes. in your house, well. in your block, you know, can be something of a problem. But uh, thank you so much for all those calls. Excellent. If you want more, go to flat-chat.com.au. That's Jimmy's website. And you'll find all the stuff he's been dealing with in the domain for the last... 1,400 columns, is that what it was? 14, mm, 604. 604 columns. Um, so <laughs> all of the issues there, uh, you know, you'll find lots of answers there and you can post questions there as well. Jimmy, great to see you. And you, sir. Oh, I didn't play your grab. You didn't play my grab. I I'm, forgot I'm, to play I'm your grab. I mean, oh, I'm heartbroken. I completely forgot. I got all wrapped up in whatever yeah. we were talking about. It's that sort of quality of uh, broadcasting and attention to the world of, of flats and strata that means that Jimmy has now been mentioned in no lesser august institution than the New South Wales Parliament. Jimmy sent this to me. <laughs> Jimmy, who, who, uh, who's giving you the rap? Uh, it's the uh, Innovation and Better Regulation Minister, Mr Matt Keane. Here's Mr Matt Keane and uh, endorsing Jimmy in no uncertain terms. Short-term rentals. I'm meeting with the Owners Corporation Network in the near future and like many in this place... I'm sure the member for Bankstown as well. Uh, I'm a keen reader of Jimmy Jimmy Thompson, who writes for the Sydney Morning Herald on the issue of strata. And unsurprisingly, he's very popular in this place. He's very popular. He's one of the best writers in the Sydney Morning Herald. And uh, unsurprisingly, Mr Thompson's uh, website, Flat Chat, has given significant coverage to the issue around short-term letting. 
So I was especially interested in... Did, did you hear that the hubbub came up? Jimmy Toblin! Very popular. Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Yes, very The rhubarb increased. It did. There was a high rhubarb quotient. High rhubarb quotient, you know. How do you feel? I felt great, actually. <laughs> I felt really like finally somebody finally. somebody has recognized. Nobody only 600 cares. columns in, yeah. somebody has gone, yeah, oh, yeah. this bloke's not a complete idiot yeah, yeah. after all. Well, it is interesting, isn't it, the way the way this beat, you know, you, you went off on this beat, you know, as journalists do, like okay, you yeah. can be the police and you can do yeah. the law or something like yeah. that. You went, oh, I might, might do strata. Now, when yeah. you did it, uh, it, re- it was a little column in domain yeah. and yeah. it didn't have the place in our... Mind, and yeah. there wasn't as much of it when you there started. There wasn't. There wasn't. And they, then they did, they did a survey in Domain, uh, the section of the Sydney Morning Herald where it used to be, mm. and uh, had to find out who was actually reading stuff. And they found out it was the second most read column part section right, right. of that thing. Now, it didn't really belong there mm. because Domain is really about selling right. property. And my thing was kind of a grumpy man's look at living in apartments. Right, right. Um, but people people were reading it. And mm. suddenly it went from a skinny little column to half a page at one point yeah. with cartoons and singing, dancing. <laughs> there was a colouring in section. If, well, yeah. if only. If yeah. only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I thought it was you know, terrific and an excellent review. And, oh. um, you know, I, I did wholeheartedly agree. And my mother has heard about this and she's written she phoned up a news uh, a television station in scotland and said they should do a story about me because i oh, was in should. parliament now. yeah they should yeah. yeah yeah fantastic mr thompson thank you thank you very Love much to see you as always jimmy thompson flat chat at um in the in the herald if you're looking for it or online